You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It was the second to last day in St. Joseph on Tuesday, and after practice, we got to hear from some of the Chiefs' assistant coaches. So on this podcast, you'll get to hear from special teams coordinator Dave Tobe, offensive line coach Andy Heck, defensive line coach Brendan Daly. We'll take a break, and you'll hear from running backs coach Greg Lewis, and finally, wide receivers coach Joe Blymeyer. But first up let's hear from the special teams coordinator dave tobe everybody yeah i mean you can't watch that game without noticing tommy townsend i mean tommy uh he was outstanding for us uh it was really good to see you know you saw him have those kind of days in practice where he bombs the ball and we just didn't get we've never seen him transfer to a game like he did, and, and it was really good to see. It was really He had seven punts, and, and he was really bombing the ball and, and placing it where we needed it, especially that one that went out on the one-yard line. That was amazing. Coach, for you, when you start getting the cut downs, how much is that hard for you, especially since a lot of the guys do special teams work? Uh, you know, it's it's hard. Sometimes you lose guys that you want to keep, but, I mean, you, you go in, you make your arguments for, for guys, and uh, they have to be uh, solid Offense or defensive players first, obviously. And, and then it's our job to turn those guys that are down the line into really good special teams players. And that's the way it works. Uh, we, we don't keep a lot of players just because they play special teams. That's not, that's not what, what's really happening here. It's, they got to play offense and defense first, and then, and then we turn them into better players. What did you see from Mike Hughes? Excuse me? Mike Hughes on the game. Mike Hughes. Yeah. Okay. It's hard to understand with the mask. Sorry. <laughs> But Mike Hughes is—he—he uh, he did a nice job. We put him in there, a punt returner and kick returner. The, the kick return, he really hit it. Did a nice job. Uh, we were coming out. We, I told our guys to come out, no matter where the ball was kicked, and that's what—that's why he came out eight deep. And uh, you know, everybody got on their block. They did a good job blocking. I think we were one block away from scoring on that play. Uh, but he really hit it. It was encouraging to see him do that. And you know, he's—we knew he had return ability, and it was good to see it in a game. Process behind Noma Cole, just to see what you had and the other guys could hear and kind of know. Say, say it again, the I'm sorry. Oh, The thought process is I know what McCole can do, you know, and, it, and there's no sense in, we've got to evaluate the guys that are down. You don't get that many, you can never tell how many kick returns you're going to get, so if you want to see a guy, you better put him in there. So that's why we start, you know, you'll see other guys start, and even this week, you'll see different people in there. Uh, we found out some things. We found out some guys can't play returner. You know, I mean, that's always good to know. And, um, you know, we didn't have any turnovers, but, you know, we saw some guys don't have exactly what you're looking for. Uh, you find that out. Uh, the good thing was we had a lot of reps. We had like 32 reps on special teams, you know, so it was really good for us to evaluate punt, punt return, kickoff, and kick return. So. Uh, Buckner had a 
missed extra No, I, I don't you know, I don't think we need to hit the panic button right now. I mean he's he's had a really good camp. You know, he just kinda caught the ball a little bit high on his foot and and he, and he yanked it a little bit. Uh, it kind of happened. It was during the game. He kind of developed that, and, and it was hard to hard to get out of it during the game. But his pregame was excellent. He actually hit two 62-yarders in pregame. That's why we tried the 62-yarder in the game. And plus, it's preseason. You want to see, you know, just how he can, you know, what his leg is. It's not, you know, it's not something you you you'd probably do in a regular season game, you know, in that situation. But it was good to see. You know, he, he almost made it. I mean, he was probably about a yard and a half short. So. We're, we're happy with where Bucker is right now. He was 100% today, uh, you know, on a lot of kicks. And, you know, so he's, he's going to be fine. What did you see out of Darius Shepard? I, I know you had mentioned him last week or two weeks ago. He was gonna make yeah, he's, he, he's, he's a solid catcher. You know, I could count on him. You know, he's going he's gonna to catch the ball great, talking punt returns. Uh, he, he didn't get an opportunity on kick return. Uh, we're going to try to get him one this week. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's a solid catcher that gets north and south. You know, we're, we're still waiting to see. I want to see that burst, you know, the, the NFL burst. You know, you want, you want to see that. And uh, he'll probably get, you know, he'll get more opportunities uh, this week. So, Coach, how will you use this next game? Will you, again, put someone in there to evaluate, not like yeah. McCall or whatever? Yeah, well, I mean, it's practice. It's a glorified practice, really, what it is. And we need, we need to find out about guys, you know. So we've got to put them in, there, in those situations and find out if they can do it, if they can't do it. Uh, you'll, you'll see a little bit more of the ones for us, like our ones. Uh, you know, the first kickoff, first punt. You'll see. You only got one rep last game. This this game, they'll get two, maybe even three. And the fours will probably get a little bit less. That's that's the way we work it. You know, throughout the preseason. Coach, the, the last game that Tommy had was the Super Bowl. What can this type of game, this type of game, preseason, do for confidence? Yeah, it's. I think it's huge. I think it's. Uh, you know, I always knew he had has the talent. He has the talent. It's just about transferring it, and it was good to see that he, he was able to do it. I think it's, it's only going to help him. You know, the experience that he had in, in the Super Bowl, I think it was great. You know, it's just how he handles it. Is it going to be a negative or is it going to be positive? And I think he's, he's taking the right path. Coach, do you think everybody's ready to break camp? Yes. <laughs> I'm ready to break camp, you know. Uh, it's hard to come back. Like, after a preseason, come back again. You know, you're back here. You know, it's just – I mean, it's nothing. It's St. Joe is great, you know, but it's just you're sleeping in. A, I'm 59 years old. And I'm sleeping in a dorm room. You know, it's just it's kind of hard. Okay. All right. Thanks. Coach, you had lots of guys play multiple positions on Saturday. How valuable is that experience to see them play multiple spots? Yeah, it's a, extremely valuable for two reasons. One, it gives us an opportunity to evaluate guys. Look, if they're not a starter, they're going to have to be able to do multiple jobs, like play guard and tackle, center and guard and then the other thing is it, it gets uh, gives them an opportunity to show their best uh, maybe he's a little bit better at this position than that but we got to train him at you know maybe something he's not as strong at but at the same time hey we want him to show out and put his uh, best foot forward uh, yeah, I mean, we're a ways away from uh, anointing anybody, but I would say that Lucas uh, has definitely demonstrated, you know, the physical abilities. Uh, he's everything we hope for uh, when, in, in a draft pick there, a big uh, athletic guy that will use his hands well in protection. Uh, he's off to a great start. Um, uh, I will say, you know, we've got a lot of competition here in this uh, group. So without being said, Coach, 
What do you want to see in game two? Do you want to just see a little bit of progress, or is there a bar that you've kind of held up for each of these guys this week? Yeah, I'd say uh, one thing we'd love to see is great compete and finish. Uh, you know, establishing that physical uh, presence that we want to uh, be about on Sundays. And then the other thing is just consistency as a group, good communication, uh, and just operate efficiently as a group. Coach, I know you said don't read too much into anything, but I know Prince, number 70, got in there pretty early, got a chance to work maybe. Uh, what, what, what did you think about uh, his performance and how he played and how does he fit, how much versatility does he have? We're talking about Prince. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Prince, uh, I was very pleased with uh, his outing. I thought he uh, he stepped up, um, did a nice job in protection in particular, used his hands well, made the most of his opportunity. It is cuts every year are difficult, but the fact that you guys have layered on depth to what you had over the past couple of years, do you feel like this is going to be a particularly difficult year to decide which group you're going to go with? Um, Yes, in, in terms of we've got a lot of depth, particularly at those inside center guard positions, and uh, we've got a lot of guys that I think belong in this league, uh, and I'm not sure how many of them you know are going to be able to make this team. So there's great competition there. That's a good problem to have, though. Going back to when you were saying you're still away from anointing a starter, but the Chiefs potentially could have three rookies uh, potentially starting this season. What are some of the unique challenges that come with preparing for three rookies who might start? Uh, you know, surprisingly, I would say it's it's not much different than preparing any new player to the system. Um, if they've got the physical abilities, like how quickly can they learn to speak our language, um, make good football decisions when you get an unscouted look? Uh, and so that's one of the great things about practicing against our defense. We really get presented a lot of different things which uh, helps, you know, the learning curve. It amps that thing up, speeds it up for these guys. Coach, how difficult is it to evaluate Larry and Kyle Long, who haven't played for a while, and you're not getting a chance to see them out here when it does come down to that cut-down time? How, how do you go about seeing where they fit in when you haven't had a chance to see them play ball for over a year? Yeah, that's right. Um, it, it's difficult to project, but I would say this. Being veteran players who have played a lot of football, uh, I have, uh, we, as, I'm sure, as, as a group, have a good idea about what we would get out of those guys and what sort of value they'd bring to a team. As we know, in a long season, it's going to take all hands on deck. And so having uh, you know, depth, whether it's from a young guy or from one of those veteran guys, it's going to be valuable to us. Coach, are you ready to break camp? Uh, are you ready to break camp? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think we break, <laughs> break camp tomorrow. I'm ready to get back to Arrowhead and get to work. Thanks, yeah. Coach. Appreciate yeah, you, thank you. How's everybody doing? Good, good. What we got? The transition with, uh, with, with Chris, how do you see him adapting to playing more on the outside? You know, it's going well. Uh, I'd say it's a work in progress, but uh, so far so good. He's done a great job in terms of learning things mentally. There's uh, a number of things that are, you know, unique and different for him out there that he's worked really hard to get under his belt. Uh, I'd say, you know, we're, there's still things that are coming up that, yeah, he probably hadn't had a whole lot of that yet. We just, we need time on the job a little bit, but it's gone well so far. I know you don't want to give away too much about exactly how you're going to use him, but we saw him get a sack, obviously, with the interior. So I, I guess what I'm asking is, it's safe to assume you still are going to use him at least some at, at that Yeah, point. I'd say that's a safe assumption. I mean, we're going to move him around and use him to the best of our ability and his ability, if that makes sense. 
um, based on the bodies that we have available, and that may change based on game plan sometimes. It may change on availability uh, of the rest of the group. So I, I, the, the versatility, I think, gives us some great options and great flexibility. He's been fantastic to work with would be the first thing I'd say. He is got a very high football IQ. He's smart. He enjoys football. He's fun to be around in terms of when you tell him something, when you correct something, he gets it, he fixes it. He understands kind of, you know, how you want it done. It, it may be different from what he's used to, but he's got a, a very broad base of football knowledge from college and his time in Seattle that um, has helped him adapt, to be honest, helped him learn things pretty quickly. been great to see yeah I'd say he's had the best training camp he's had since he's been with us um, pleased with the way he's working um, he, he's expanded his role uh, one of the things that jumps out to me about Colin he's one of the smartest guys in the room he understands adjustments the calls the scheme like very very high football IQ which is impressive to me We'll see. You know what I mean? I, it's so far so good. I mean, we're, we're in the middle of the training camp. But, yeah, I'm very pleased with what he's done and have really high expectations for, for where it's going to go. Along those same lines of so far so good, from our vantage point, it seems like Mike Dan has, has taken another step. Are, are my eyes deceiving me or is he, is he taking the next step? No, I would say your eyes are accurate there. I would say Mike has done um, I, two things to me, okay? When you come into a program, your, your responsibility is to earn a role, all right? He did that last year. Then you want to maximize that role, and then you look for ways to expand that role, okay? Mike Dana has done that. Um, he, he has expanded his role. He's, he's doing some different things for us. He's moving around to some different spots, and he's been able to handle it. He's handled a little bit more communication roles, so he's, he's hit that mark, in my opinion. Well, I would say just general improvement would be the first one. I mean, I, I always focus on the process and, and getting better each and every day. Um, that being said, I think we need to do a couple of things a little bit better than what we did in that last game a week ago. Um, there's some things in terms of setting the edge in the run game that I feel like we need to be better at. I feel like um, there was some leaky yardage in terms of our tackling. Um, we need to press blocks a little bit better. Those are probably the top three things that I'll be looking for. Obviously, he was the guy that came in last. Wharton. Yeah. He was the guy that came in last year was trying to earn a spot. He, I would say, is in that same category as Mike Dana in terms of a guy that has expanded his role, has improved what he's doing in his primary role, and found other ways that hopefully are going to help the team win. I mean, uh, there's a number of things. Work ethic. I, if you watch this guy practice, it's a thousand miles an hour. Uh, he doesn't seem to get tired. He's got a relentless energy and effort about him. Um, and he's got a really good skill set. He's explosive. He's powerful. He's got good quickness. The book on Kando is a very good athlete, but really didn't have maybe the production. That was kind of a knock on him. What have you seen out of him, and what does he need to work on? Another guy that has worked really hard, uh, has had some great flashes here learns quickly, uh, is coachable, 
makes adjustments. Um, I, you know, I thought he played really hard in that game that we had the other night. Um, I probably had him out there for a lot of plays, to be quite honest, in a row, but that's part of being a rookie that I thought it was great to see him push through that. Um, pleased with what he's done, and I think he's going to help us. One more. What are, you, what are you trying to get out of Frank this camp compared to working at him previous year? Again, expanding his role a little bit is one of the things. Um, it, it's, he's been dealing with some injury issues right now and in, in, in and out of the practice, which right now we just got to get him back out there and, and get him reps and consistently rolling. Um, he's done a great job. And I would say there's another guy from a mental standpoint. He's grown. He's got a, a much better understanding of the scheme year three re- relative to where it was when we first got him. That's been really good in terms of that evolution. I'm ready to break camp. My own bed is calling my name. (laughs) Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You just heard from Dave Tobe, Andy Hack, and Brandon Daly, and now we continue on with running backs coach Greg Lewis, followed by wide receivers coach Joe Blymeyer. We start with Greg Lewis. Nah, I ain't doing that. Okay, coach, I have the popular question to get out of the way. Go right for it. Are you ready to break camp, and can you see in your players they're all ready to break camp? No, I want to stay a little bit longer. I'm enjoying it up here at St. Joe. Uh, Good team building, but honestly, I do want to get home and see my kids and my wife. Uh, the players probably do too, but we still got work to do. We got to come out tomorrow and finish it up strong. Coach, why the, the switch from wide receiver coach to running back, and what has been the biggest challenge for you so far? Well, I, I don't see it as a as a challenge. I see all of us as football coaches and coaching football. And for me, it's understanding a different aspect of the game to to be able to bring a different aspect to the running back room and, and give them a different outlook. Obviously. I haven't played running back, but I understand football, and I've been around great football players, great coaches, and I, I think I'm going to bring just some more insight to help them develop and help us be better as a group. Uh, because I'm in it. I'm in it. I mean, obviously, I knew it what, what the receivers had to do previously, uh, understanding the blocking schemes, understanding the reads, the cuts, uh, the footwork that's necessary. Uh, it's been a positive for me, just growing my game as a coach and, and being able to adapt to a different setting has it, it, been awesome for me. And I'm grateful for the opportunity that Coach Reed and EBS have blessed me with. Do you 
seems to work out with, with Clyde wanting to be more involved in, in the passing game. How intent are you guys on getting him more involved in the passing game? I'm not intent on getting him involved in the passing game. I just want him to be a better player, and I want him to grow. Uh, just like when I was with the receivers, I want them to grow uh, each and every year. So whatever we need to work on, we, we're going to develop that and, and get better and hopefully help us have success during the season. Do you see improvements, though, with him and as a receiver? I see improvements with all the guys. I, I think all the guys have really honed in on, on, on catching the ball, looking it in, doing good routes, running good routes. And it's been a positive. But that's not to take away from their running. They, they've also done a tremendous job with that part of it. And pass protection is, is very important for us here. Uh, we want to keep Pat clean, and, and that's our job to do that too. So it's a lot involved in, in, in the running back position, uh, not just getting out and running routes. It's, it's protection, it's runs, it's understanding everything that's going on, basically from a quarterback's perspective. Will Coach Miami, being a former running backs coach, you ever tell him, hey, stop sweating me? You ever have to tell him that? <laughs> uh, nah, nah, e, EB is awesome. And I, I'm going to lean on him. Obviously, he's done it at a high level and been great at it. The guys he's coached, and now he's the coordinator here, uh, and he's there for somebody that I can lean on and ask different questions, bounce things off of, and, and get an understanding of, of some of the different things that I haven't done. But to me, again, if you're a football coach, you coach football, and, and you figure out a way. I'm, I'm not a, a dumb guy. I, I'm, I'm going to learn what's necessary for me to, to teach my guys and help them develop. So it's, it's been awesome. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Jerick McKinnon? Say, say the question. I didn't hear the whole question. What have you personally and maybe as a staff learned about Jerick McKinnon since getting an opportunity to work with him here? Uh, he's a true professional. Um, he comes to work every day uh, with the right mindset to come out and, and get better at something each and every day. He, he has a unique skill set. He, he's good out of the backfield. He can run the ball, and he can pass protect. So that, that's a great combination to have. Just getting him up to speed with the different offense, obviously, is different from what he had in San Fran and what he had in Minnesota. But he's been a sponge, and he's been great for the room, showing some true professionalism, a guy that's been in the league seven, eight years. Some of the younger guys can lean on him and, and ask him different questions as well. Next game with one less preseason game. Do you have specific things you want to see this Friday? Uh, improvement, and improvement from the offense in, in general, the team, and, and the running back position. I thought we did a good job as a running back position last week, but we want to take a step forward. I, I can't pinpoint one specific thing. I want to see overall improvement from the entire group. With uh, Andy Thurman leaving, and you're being able to replace him with a guy like Michael Burton. Well, first of all, you can't really replace Sherm. He, he's, he's a special dude. But getting Bird in here has been awesome. It, it's been a seamless transition. Uh, he, he's a guy that comes in with an attitude to, to go out and, and, and be physical out there. And that's the type of person you need at that position. And he's done a tremendous job. And we're trying to move him around and get him on the field because he's a guy we feel that can, that can make some plays for us. Thank you. Thank you. Like, are you ready to get out? No, I, I want to go. I want to go all year, Kim. No, yes. No, definitely ready. Definitely ready. Today was hot, long. Uh, the guys pushed through it. You know, it was a survival type day, uh, which is what camp is for. Push through it, mental, mental fortitude, toughness. Good to see them getting through it and finishing. First year position coach, what's, what's the experience been like for you? What what was what you thought it'd be? What's different? Yeah, uh, it's been what I thought. It's a little unique um, with Greg still being here, Coach Lewis being just down the hall. Uh, we can go to him. I go to him uh, daily. 
for questions, advice, our guys go to him. So uh, I'm the new receiver coach, but we kind of just gained an extra receiver coach because Greg is still there and the guys feel free to go talk to him as well. So it's been seamless, uh, to, in, at least for me. Coach Andy Reid over the past year has given you a lot of credit as being the innovative guru behind the scenes. And of course, you know, this is our first time the opportunity to talk to you, but where does that creativity come from? And then who will you draw your inspiration from to come up with some of the plays that we see? Yeah, nice. Uh, he's deflecting. He's the uh, creative guru. Uh, he's giving credit where credit isn't due. Uh, but we do look and we do try to find plays from anywhere in the country. And when we find something that is being successful, if it's not something we currently have in, then either we try to copy it straight up and put it in or we see how it can fit. And if something's working, we're all about uh, putting guys in the best position to succeed. If there's a concept or a way to do that that we don't currently have in, coach is not afraid to add it. And so that's the great thing about uh, him, our offensive staff, our offense, and the guys we have. They're eager to get more and more and more and have more on their plate in order to showcase their abilities. Do you have an example of that that maybe doesn't give anything away? There's something you've already run that maybe you saw watching tape from some of the instances you're talking about? Um, not a specific example, but with the def I'll just say with the defenses in this league, anything that's on film for two, three weeks, that's successful, they'll have an answer for. So we're looking out constantly, weekly, for what, what just got ran yesterday, what just got ran in college the week before, what's something that maybe the defense hasn't seen yet, or maybe the defense we're uh, facing that week has. We saw it, let's get it going before the league has an answer for it. Possible for the shift and spin from Michigan from <laughs> no. decades ago? No, I can't I can't remember past the 80s. That anything past that is all credit to Coach Reed. I don't want to date him or age him or anything, but any YouTube videos from that era are uh, definitely Coach Reed's. <laughs> uh, strengths and weaknesses, how he's doing so far in camp. Yeah, Cornell's doing great. I thought he came up with uh, two big catches late in that game uh, that really helped us in the two-minute drive. He's got to stack that. Excited for him to compete on Friday when the lights are on. Uh, he's just got to continue to grow. We put a lot on his plate early. He's flashed some great things. He's got to clean up some details. But I'm excited the way he finished that game and to just see him build Friday against Arizona. Three more. Three more. Yeah, McColl. McColl is incredibly smart. He's obviously incredibly athletic. He's taken coaching and he's taken the hint and he's taken the um, quarterback's input, the the coaching staff's input on what he's doing, and he's really applied it to the field. And go ahead, no, please. There, there are times when because he's so fast, he's relied on just running past people or running as fast as he can down the field, which he can do that because he's that fast. We've added, hey, you can set the guy up and not only run past him, but you can really beat your man with this type of um, move or this type of maneuver. And he's then gone out and implemented that and experimented with it at practice. So just that willingness to, there's one, there's a strength in his game and someone's given him an, an idea on how to make it even stronger and he'll be willing to go try it and do it. We've seen Marcus in a special teams role for this team. What tells you that maybe he's ready to take that step as maybe an offensive piece as well? Yeah, consistency, reliability, knows the offense. Uh, he's comfortable running any route. Uh, no matter what the defense is doing, uh, what type of 
look he's getting. He knows where to be and how to get there, especially to his strength. He's not going to try to be somebody he's not. So uh, all the confidence and comfort in the world with Kemp, anything in our offense, anything we ask him to do or our receivers in general, that he'll be at the right spot. Looking at the overall offense and now coming at the position standpoint, how much cross-coaching training is going on between running backs and tight ends that could also be sort of added on to the role of a receiver? Switching those, those kinds of yeah, I think I understand your question. For the pass game in general, we, we all got to work together. The receivers have routes, and in any, any individual concept, each receiver has an individual route. But for the concept to work, you got to incorporate the, the tight ends and the running backs know what they're doing versus certain coverages so that your depth or how you run your route can change. So it's all intertwined. There's definitely specific uh, roles and coaching points we have for each route. But within then the bigger concept, the more knowledge you have of what everybody's doing helps everybody's route, I should say, with the concept. Hey coach, Reese Fountain's a guy who's had an injury the last couple of seasons, but seems to have had a really good camp. Uh, what is it that kind of surprised you, or what's really impressed you about him? Uh, he came in super focused and intent on making the team. And you could tell he, in his mind he wasn't going to be denied. And we talked about early, in order to do that, he had to be consistent and show the same effort and the same intensity every single day and every play. And he hasn't shied away from that. He's shown that. He's been consistent. Uh, he got a lot of opportunities in the game on Saturday. He made the most of them. He's going to continue to get opportunities in these preseason games, and he needs to continue to be consistent and make the most of them. All right, thanks, coach. <clears throat> All right, thanks, From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, the Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.